everyone. Welcome to JoJo's World. Greetings and salutations, bros. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is the JoJo's World recap and discussion podcast that's currently all that's keeping me from combating and befriending the Orc Menace in Lord of the Rings Shadow of Mordor, not the name of the game. Middle-earth wow. Shadow of War. Wow, you had it so close, <laughs> so perfect right until the last bit. Been playing that video game since it came out yesterday and it's kind of all I'm thinking about at the moment. There's a lot of orcs and a lot of fire. There's a lot of various different orcs. They all want to kill you or later kind of be your friend. (laughs) Hey, it's either murder or friendship. Or coerced friendship through ancient dark magics. Sounds a lot like Undertale in many ways. Sounds a lot like my life. Thanksgivings. We don't do that in this country. No, we don't. Okay. (laughs) Nick. Yeah. This episode brought to you by our first patron. <gasps> oh my god, this is amazing. Do you want to read out the name? Or shall I read out the name? Um, uh, why don't you read out the name, Nick? Okay, thank you, patron, Suna Kareen Hammer, for pledging money to us on Patreon. This episode was also brought to you by the letter A and the number D. A for absolutely fantastic. D for dope. Just, yep. <laughs> Kareen that joke right into the ground. <laughs> sure. Um, we had a long, <laughs> moderately heated discussion about the mechanics of these shout-outs before recording today. More on that at the end of the episode, but uh, we, we think we've come to a solution that should keep everyone happy. Sure. So. <laughs> so, Nick. Yes. Today we watched the um, 36th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stardust Crusaders, the... Um, what is this, 62nd episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Total uh-huh. and the 12th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3 Stardust Crusaders Season 2 Battle in Egypt. Oh. Entitled Whole Horse and Boingo, or Mondata, uh-huh. Part 1. I mean, it was a good episode, even if very little happened. Now, I said a few weeks back that from Alessi onwards, everything for the rest of Part 3 is basically great. Yep. Now, this is kind of the exception to that. Don't get me wrong, it's a great episode. But the other ones are all great in, like, a super hype, dramatic way. So much backpacking. Whereas this one is, you know, some farcical bullshit that's quite entertaining. Yeah, it's pretty good. Although, truly disturbing art in points. Yes, but, you know, you, you must have expected that, given the episode title. I did, I did. But holy shit, man. The episode covers um, chapters 210 and chapters 217 through to the first few uh, pages of chapter 219 of the manga. The first few pages of 219? Yeah, you know, it gets in there. Okay. To to get that nice cliffhanger ending. I don't know why you wouldn't use a pre-built cliffhanger from a weekly serialised manga, (laughs) but okay. So this also um, covers the chapter that we um, observed was skipped a few weeks ago. Mm. That was, of course, chapter 210. Uh, entitled Shooting Dio. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'm just pulled it up technically now, and it's Shooting Dio? Question mark exclamation point. Shooting Dio? Shooting Dio? Why? Who would shoot Dio? He's such a kind young vampire. <laughs> December twenty second, nineteen seventy three. Dio's motorcade moves through Dilly Plaza, Texas. <laughs> When a mysterious shooter, whole horse, takes aim at him from the second story of the book depository. Is this like Murder on the Orient Express with vampires? No, Nick, this is the Kennedy assassination. Oh, right. (laughs) Understood. Okay. So, Nick, before we get into shooting Dio... (laughs) Yep. Preliminary thoughts on this episode? Uh, well, 
like I said, not much has actually happened in this episode. It's basically been shooting Dio. I think it opens strong with that sort of one chapter so it contains story. Yeah, it's good. But at the same time, nothing really happens. <laughs> like, it's fine. We do get a little snippet of, oh, so there's whole horse. Mm-hmm. There's Dio. This is why he didn't just shoot him. Oh. I'm not going to lie. From next week, I can remember remember maybe three things that also happen. Oh. So it's kind of a, a kind of a slow burner. This arc. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, but the whole the entire thing. Whenever Oingo and Boingo seem to get involved, everything slows down so that you can go. Will it happen? Will it actually happen? A hundred percent, it'll happen. Yeah. But will it happen? But it it right? seems so ridiculous. How could it happen? I mean, it's only destiny. <laughs> But yeah, it's sort of... Which, as we know, is a real thing in the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure this universe. This is true. If you believe in destiny, you believe in victory. Yeah. It's fate. Um, so yeah, not not much actually happens, but that's fine. It, yeah, it's, it's what it is. Mm-hmm, it it mm-hmm. be what it be. You've got to deal with the buttons as they come. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what kind of buttons they're meant to be, but buttons nonetheless. The buttons that run the machinations of fate. Or the buttons on the... Tapestries don't have buttons. Uh, no, no, they don't. The buttons that make up the weave of the fine jacket of the fates. Ooh, that's a good one. Nick? Yeah? We open with a, uh interesting shot of the Cairo skyline. Mm-hmm. It sort of implies claustrophobia, I felt. Some kind of weird feeling of emptiness and Maybe void. the very claustrophobia that Dio is even now feeling for being cooped up in that mansion forever. Uh, nice, nice. Or more likely the uh, oppressive feel that Whole Horse is feeling as even now he walks through the dark, unlit mansion at midday. It's dark, it's unlit, it's a mansion. He's like, oh, it's so dark. It's midday, but my eyes won't adjust. Where is he? Where did Dio go? So I think at this point he lights like a... He gets out a his lighter. cigarette lighter. Yeah, he gets out a cigarette lighter, flicks it on, starts having a look around. Man, such a pain in the ass. I thought Dio was in that room over there. Nope. He walks into that room, which is apparently Dio's treasure chamber. <laughs> Filled with gold and artwork. Gold and artwork and dead women. Ooh! With the um, signature two prick marks in their neck of a vampire. <gasps> it's leftovers. Which, as we all know, mm-hmm. are not as you would think fang marks from the fangs that all vampires have, yep. but are the marks of the fingers he feeds with, if you recall. <laughs> that's right. I forgot that that's a thing. You forgot that vampires eat through their fingers. They, I mean, taking the pillar man as inspiration, they can probably feed through whatever the hell they want. Yes, I'm going to feed through my, my toes. Ears. Oh. We have very different worldviews, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah, I took a real Hitchcock approach to that. <laughs> I'm going to feed through my knee. I don't care what you do. I'm just going to feed through my knee. That's how I am. Feed through my space ripper stingy eyes. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Yeah, so there's these dead women in there. And he's like, oh, I can tell that none of them resisted. They just let him drink. Dio must be as charming as the devil himself. I mean, he'd know though, wouldn't he? Where did he get all these treasure and art pieces? Hmm, strange exposition choices. <laughs> There's nothing he can't do. Oh, I, whole horse, look up to him so much. Or do I? That is the question. So he's walking through the house. We see some... Sorry, it's a mansion. Sorry. The mansion. The mansion. He uh, didn't, didn't even pause to pocket any of that gold. I mean, why would he want gold? He's whole horse. He's all the gold he needs. Nick put his hand over his heart as he said that. Yeah, because we all know that whole horse keeps a lot of gold on his person anyway, yeah. so... <laughs> we have all the gold we need right here. Opens treasure chest. <laughs> Yeah, we see some 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 very significant shots of cobwebs and also some blue flame candles. Yeah, it's very uh, 
mysterious yeah. in here. If you recall, in an earlier episode, when Dio was walking shirtless through his mansion, mm-hmm. as he passed by, the can was lit with green fire. I feel like he's got a he's got a real good lighting designer there. It's slowly becoming more red, almost like a human. Is in, it in the sense that his body will you know accept him, and then he'll be more. No, I mean, is blue closer to red than green? Uh, ooh. I mean, I should certainly hope so. Otherwise, I'd look quite the fool. Oh dear. <laughs> Quickly look up color theory. <laughs> well, I mean, yellow and blue are both primary colors, and they combine to make green. And then red is over there. There you go. See, see, it's. Shit. And Dio's there. He's shirtless. He's hovering next to a bookshelf. <laughs> he's literally hovering. He's just browsing those books like, oh, yes, yes. I see they've got a Garfield omnibus here. <laughs> uh, I think Whole Horse gets a little bit surprised. When... You think Dio, which, which newspaper comic do you think Dio is most into? I feel like he's a Calvin and Hobbes man. Like, well, of course, he, he, he reads all that, that deep philosophy. Exactly. He's very into the sentiment angle. Where he goes, you know, I'm the most powerful being there is. I deserve better. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the real point of life? Yeah. He's holed up in his own um, tree fort with the words, get rid of slimy girls written on it. <laughs> just <laughs> he, uh, he makes snowmen that are all just like dead corpses. That does sound a lot like something that Dio would do. I mean, it's not unlike the way he decorated his um, yeah. his 18th century castle. Yeah, that is true. That Corpses, mo- monstrosities everywhere. Just a lot of vampiric He just shit. had uh, more authentic materials to work with than Driven Snow. <laughs> that was Calvin's downfall. Mm. He didn't have real people to work with. That and he also created some sort of um, gun or science device or imagination thing that brought the snowmen to life. Slash imagined because you know that that newspaper strip really walks a fine line between imagination and reality oh my yes anyway (laughs) so after dio accepts that he's a calvin man yep uh he sort of comes down to earth floats on down oh and um sidebar the uh dog with the face of a man was a stuffed dog with a doll's head on it oh jesus christ dio (laughs) fucking hell but to him it appeared to be a living creature (laughs) it was his best friend Dog face. Until he killed it. <laughs> Just like Calvin killed Hobbes one day. Oh, man. He's hovering there. Whole horse loses his breath. <gasps> dun, 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 you take my breath away. Free Dio day. I don't know what the words of that song are. He's like standing in front of him, sends a chill up my spine. Focus, whole horse. Don't let him overwhelm you with his shirtless beauty. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he is beautiful. He's only a little stronger than me. Probably. <laughs> Surely. <laughs> I mean, I'm whole horse. Who could be stronger than me? I back people up, then run away when things don't go my way. I'm the best number two around. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a great coward. <laughs> what are you doing here, whole horse? Uh, well, I got a report for you, Dio. Old buddy, old pal. Yeah. It makes it explicit that this takes place before Darby, because he starts yep. talking about how Alessi and Maria have been defeated, which only leaves three of the Egyptian gods left. <gasps> Ooh. There's only three left. One of them being Darby, of course. Of course, of course. So that leaves two. So there's only two gods left. Yeah. Two sphinxes, as the last episode Ugh. would have us two think sphinxes. of them. Two sphinxes. Yes. Or more. No, that's that's not how this is going to work. <laughs> Nick, any thoughts on the remaining two gods? Uh, well... To be explicit, Boingo, who's in this episode, does not count. Okay. Have we had Horus yet? We have not. So Horus has got to be one of them. That's one, that's one of your top gods. Exactly. He's like head god. Mm-hmm. Or so he wants to be. Um, <laughs> sure. We also, yeah. we also have not had Ra yet. Yes. Though honestly, I don't remember if Ra is the remaining one or not. I don't remember his name. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like Horus and Ra would be pretty good choices, though. Mm, yeah. You know, god of light and god of 
being a dick kid, so... Now, which one of those is which? Uh, well, Ra is neither of them, I'm pretty sure. Ra's the sun god, I know that. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, well, fuck. My entire life is a lie, then. Because uh, I thought that Ra was just, like, god of the living. Or did we already go over the... Hey, it's time sciences? for an impromptu, um, <laughs> impromptu session of Oh My God, as I Google Ra. Ra. Resident advisor. Oh, is that who he was? Ra or Ray is the Egyptian sun god. Right, he's got of the sun. Got that bird head. So then Horus. In later Egyptian dynastic times, Ra was merged with the god Horus. Shit. As Ra Horakti. Ra who is Horus of the two horizons. Sick name. Damn. He was believed to rule in all parts of the created world, the sky, the earth, and the underworld. He was associated with the falcon or hawk. When in the New Kingdom, the god Amun rose to prominence, he was fused with Ra as Amun-Ra. During the Amana period, Akhenaten, the Black Pharaoh, suppressed the cult of Ra in favour of another solar deity, the Aten. I've heard about this from unpopular but very good MMO online game, The Secret World. You are the worst. (laughs) That was a good game. They rebooted it recently, but I haven't played it. (laughs) Isn't it free to play now? Yeah, and they've apparently toned up the combat a bit, but though I don't know if it's actually better or not. Oh, there you go. Very good puzzle missions in that game. Check it out, JoJo's World listeners. (laughs) It'll make you download a Morse code app on your phone or maybe just no Morse code. (laughs) You'll have to learn a few cryptography techniques. I had to look up a few different sorts of cipher. There you go. I ain't got time for that. Don't do it. Be like me. Don't do anything in your life. Sure. (laughs) So now we know about Ra. Right. So then Horus. Horus is the... So so under that logic, I am actually just going to look up who the remaining god is. Don't look at my iPad. Oh, okay. I mean, I swear Horus has to be the remaining god. Well, I, I did tell you that one of them is Horus. That you did. That you did. Keep up, Nick. Sure. I'm willing to believe that happened. Uh, okay, so we've got Horus and Ra. That's the two gods. That's not, that's not what I said. Okay, I've looked it up. It is not Ra. Oh, it's not Ra. So in that sense, you, because of that whole later dynasty <laughs> bullshit I said, you could probably argue that Horus's presence accounts for Ra's presence. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Ra, who is Horus of the Twin Horizons. Ra, who is Horus. It's a sick title. It's a good title. If it pops up in JoJo's and they say... But is it as good a title as JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Ooh. Part 1 Phantom Blood. It sure shit ain't as bizarre. <laughs> Where are we? Uh, we're in Dio's mansion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lovely decor. Oh, so many dead bodies. Yeah, the way the bodies really frame the treasure and artwork. <laughs> they just leave oh, the sh- I should suggest that to one of the curators at work. <laughs> what if we just got some dead bodies in here? That'd really bring out the, uh, the tone of this piece. <laughs> yeah, I've got a report. They were defeated. Only three gods left. Yeah, but I was talking about you, whole horse. What are you de- doing here? Why aren't you out there killing good guys for me? Uh, I, mean, I almost killed that one. I mean, I'm I'm whole horse. I do what I want. Avdol was dead for a while. Avdol isn't dead. There are so many dead gods, and you come to me with a report in your hand. What is this? It would have been fun as a, as a as a crazy alternative route. This story could have gone. Mm. Um, to pull for another example, in I think the second season of the third Doctor Who. Every arc had the master showing up to cause trouble. Okay. So similarly, it could have been a lot of fun if every one of these gods had a whole horse element. Just whole horse shows up and goes, uh-huh. I'm here to support this guy. Oh no, they've got away. Whole horse lives to fight another day. <laughs> Just be a magic man kind of guy. It's like, why are you running? Because I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that, that could have been fun. Hmm. 
I don't know. It would have been a bit old if, like, Whole Horse keeps showing up, though. He is that sort of character, though. I feel like that could work. Yeah, I suppose. Not that I have a problem with how it's gone, of course. Mm. You swore loyal to me, Whole Horse, but you've barely fought them at all. He did shoot Abdul in the head. He did. Let's be fair to to you. Yeah, he took him out for a good... How many episodes? Like, 30 episodes or something? Not that many. Like, 15 episodes? (laughs) Maybe. He took out Abdul for 15 episodes, man. (laughs) He took Abdul out for 150 episodes. That's a good amount of... Wow. Anyone can give me reports, a horse. You failed twice, and then you come back here. What are you thinking? Uh... He takes whole horse's cigarette thing out of his mouth. It's still a cigarette at this point. Yep. And puts it out on each of his fingers. Ooh. <sighs> Ooh, that, that hurts. <laughs> uh. He actually gives us some, gives us some exposition on his condition. Oh. Very careless, Theo. Oh. Whole horse could sing like a canary. Jodoro gets his hands around his neck. Well, Whole Horse isn't one to backstab. He's more one to run away. <laughs> I don't know, he kind of turned on Anya. Oh, to be fair, Anya was trying to kill him. Exactly, yep. My body from the neck down belonged to a man named Jonathan Joestar. Yeah, I know who that is. Joseph Joestar's grandfather. Maybe you've heard of him. Oh, yeah, I've heard of him. I'm the viewer here. Oh, okay. Look at my two fingers. The oh. left side is healing slower. Oh. The left side of my body is weak. Oh. It's not yet mine. I'm not completely immortal yet. I can't face them when I'm not at my full potential. Well, that sounds like a logical weakness that you're going to have to overcome before you finally get mm. to the final boss. Anyway, Whole Horse, kill them or I'll kill you. Oh, that's a good ultimatum. And then he walks away and Whole Horse is breathing heavily and sweating like he's in some sort of poker match. My God. I mean, Dio could just... What? I mean, what if What if I just killed Dio right now? Sidebar. Darby didn't have a very good poker face for someone who was literally playing poker. He did at first. Then he started going, my God. But not like that kid. For a, poker, no, that kid for a cheating fucked. poker dealer, that kid had a very bad poker face. Mm, yeah. So whole horse, he's like, what the fuck? Is he trying to drive me into a corner? Don't mock me, I'm whole horse. I side with whoever's strongest. I didn't swear loyalty to you or anything. Dio's sat down with his back to him in a, in a comfortable lounge chair. <laughs> He's just like, go on, I'll just be reading this book. His back's wide open. Is he even that strong? He just said his body's not working. Maybe instead of fighting those four other guys, I could just blow Dio's head off right here and now. Kill four birds with one bullet. Yeah, and then I could take all that treasure and artwork. <laughs> Dead whim. No, I'll stick no, with the treasure and artwork. Yeah, yeah. As I said... He's totally open. He hasn't even noticed that I've pulled out my gun, the Emperor, and put it to the back of his head. Quick reminder of what his stand is. Mm-hmm. You see, its power is to <laughs> redirect bullets that up shoots, but also they get further away from it as it shoots. Therefore, <laughs> Liam, you just said, yes, I shoot bullets and they get further away ah, as it shoots. Not wrong. I mean, technically correct. Yes. What I mean to say is they get weaker as they get further there away. There we go. So... As he says, it's made for killing at point-blank range. Impractical for a gun, but still potentially mightier than the sword. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Whole horse. Uh, Dio, without turning around, says, Oh, were you still here? (laughs) Hurry up and get going. How did he know? How did I know I was pointing the gun at his head? I need to kill him now. To splatter his brains all over this ornate floor. And then, as we see him about to shoot him, Dio's gone. What? Book drops on the ground. But how could it be achieved? Dio's right behind him like, hey, I'm right behind you. <gasps> oh my God, he's right behind Whispering me. Whispering in his ear with his threatening sensuality. Oh my God, it's so sensual and threatening. I like you, horse. <gasps> oh my God, he likes me. <laughs> when you were going to pull the trigger then, you weren't sweating, breathing heavily. You were absolutely calm, as expected from a whole horse. <laughs> Dio turns and walks away. Whole horse 
he's there. And he's, I, I really like yeah. the way they animate this because mm. he's there standing still and then just sweat emerges from the entirety of his face. He looks a bit freaked out. Yeah. What? He's like, I didn't even see him move. And all these tactically placed cobwebs in the room were in, uh, understepped. Do you get him, mate? Maybe if you stop eating all these women, your house would be a bit cleaner. That's not a sexual thing. I'm joking. That's not a sexist thing I'm saying. I'm That's it. It's over. It, the yeah. show is over. That was a poorly, poorly, um... <laughs> Poorly articulated joke where I was gonna I was claiming that he was hiring maids then eating them. Shall I just like put the dirt back in the hole yeah. when you're done with when I No, just... I think I dug myself out of that. Okay, all right. Well. Okay. Um, yeah. okay. Reminds me of a joke that uh, came up, apparently a common thing uh, in Vampire the Masquerade, which mm. I've recently started playing a game of, or the Requiem or whatever, you know. The Requiem. The vampire RPG that's yep. really melodramatic and stupid. <laughs> um, where they say you oh yeah, just order a pizza guy. <laughs> Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah, maybe Dio just orders pizza, guys. Maybe this is how he has so much stuff, is that he just orders pizza, yeah. guys. He lets his mortal servants eat the pizza, and he just drinky, drinky, drinky. Hey, when you get here, can you also bring a beautiful young lady that I can feed on? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's extra? Okay. Does it come with garlic bread? Oh, oh, I'm, I'm not oh. good with garlic, because I'm a vampire. You're a vampire? Oh, dude, this call's over. Yeah, I'm like Nicolas Cage in Kiss of a Vampire. Bring a copy of that, please. <laughs> that's come out by now, right? I'm, I'm very lonely in here. That bit where he's shouting at his secretary. I think that's Kiss of the Vampire. And play, he's shouting at his secretary and playing a um, a xylophone. Like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. What? Nicolas Cage. I mean, I'm aware Nicolas Cage is insane, but what? That's a good bit in, I think, Kiss of the Vampire. Oh, okay. Also, there's a movie coming out recently called Mum and Dad. I haven't seen it yet. Hmm. But the premise is that... Oh, starring Nicolas Cage as presumably the dad. As you do. Um, where... The parents of this family, presumably it's a widespread thing, get a, a pseudo-zombie virus thing that drives them to, to kill their kids. I'm go- follow me, follow me. Okay, yep, yep, I'm following. Apparently there's a scene in that where Nicolas Cage starts smashing up a pool table with a sledgehammer while singing the Hokey Pokey. Uh, what? One of my favourite actors. I mean, he's a genius. <laughs> How can he somehow top himself in every film he makes? Well, the thing about Nicolas Cage is, I once heard a direct. I can't remember who it was, but I read a director s- describing him as being, like, an unstoppable force of nature. And as the director, it's your job to, like, only open the can on that enough so that the good bits can get out. I'm mangling this metaphor, but basically he's just, you know, he's directing acting energy all over the place and it's your job to just, just let out a bit of it. <laughs> Fuck me. Whole horse. Whole horse. No, not whole horse yet. Nick, I want to ask you. Oh? Because whole horse is also asking... I didn't see a move. The cobwebs are undisturbed. That wasn't just crazy speed. How did he do it? Was that his stand, the world? Oh. Nick, I want to ask you. Yes. Based on this scene, what do you think is going on with the world? Okay, either Dio just floated up. <laughs> uh, he can fly, as this scene established. Yeah, where there are no cobwebs Re-established, there, at least. And then landed behind perfectly as a vampire do, but... Super fast. Oh, as you do. As you do. Uh, but... But I'm assuming it's probably the stand at work. Now, to be fair, now, granted, I will tell you it's the stand at work, but to be fair, <sighs> yep, because this part's all about stands, yep. but to be fair, he did teleport back in part one. Do you remember? Did he? Yeah, he was floating on those rock spires, and then he summoned um, oh, yeah, Tarkus and Bruford. He just faded And then away. he was like, anyway, bye. That's right. Although that probably takes a bit more effort than just... Whoop. And now I'm behind you. Hmm. Okay, the world. World. The world. 
What is the word? Okay, well, if it's teleportation, that makes a lot of sense. That would make some sense. But I feel like there's some kind of trick to it. Because a lot of these stands... There's no trick to it. It's just a simple trick. <sighs> the Simpsons. There's no stands where it's just really obvious, except for... Star Platinum. Yeah, except for Star Platinum. That's just, yeah, I'm really strong and can punch Kind me. of Silver Chariot. Oh, uh, Silver Chariot still has a few tricks up its sleeve. Yeah, it can shoot bits of it off. Yeah, it's just not very strong. It's just very stabby. Yeah. Now, to be fair, Star Platinum can also extend its fingers. Uh, yes. And also inhale things super good. That's true. That These are true facts. Don't know if I want to remember them, but, you know, they're true facts. Okay, if it's teleportation, the world makes sense. But I think what it's probably more likely to be is Dio Hang on, can... let me just put my poker face together. Shit. Okay, open the game. Go ahead, Mr. Ballantyne. Man. Uh, I reckon it'll be something like one of my favourite Trigun battles, where this lady has an eye. That's three guns. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the irony. It's only one. Uh, this lady has this eye, right? And whenever the little eye patch opens up, it like basically paralyzes the person she's looking at so that they only basically reawaken when they lose sight of the eye. So then okay. it looks like they're teleporting everywhere. But actually it's just sort of freezing you. Exactly. So I'm thinking it's something similar to that where they see an illusion of him that's already there, but he, he's not there. Right. He's maybe slowly... he was never even in that chair. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe he's just a hologram this entire time. And maybe his power is holograms. I mean, yeah, but... If his power's holograms, then he's effectively just, like, every stand ever. <laughs> Where if people's if people with stands can see his holograms, and other people with other stands can see their other stands, then he doesn't have anything special, he just has holograms. Well, if I recall correctly, I, I dipped out on Bleach shortly after this character was introduced, mm. but um, the antagonist of Bleach, who I don't think went on to be the final antagonist, but he was built up into that for a long time. There's no final antagonist in Bleach. Yeah, apparently that shows that... Just kind of petered out, or yeah. the manga at least. It just um, keeps going, man. Well, it's finished. Is it? Yeah. Oh it wrapped God. up in, a, from what I've read, a really unsatisfying way. Ugh, of course. Um, his whole thing, spoiler alert for the first serialized arc of Bleach, basically, mm -hmm. um, was that if you ever saw him unleash the power of his sword, mm -hmm. which he claimed had a different power, you were susceptible to the illusions he could conjure at will. Right. It was basically like a sort of absolute hypnotism thing. Right. I don't think that's what's going on okay. in the world. I, think... I was just pulling up a, an example of something like the power I was... Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it feels like he was looking away mm -hmm. and then suddenly he's behind him. So either it's something to do with illusions <laughs> or... There was a character, a protagonist in this show called Get Backers. I remember Get Backers. Ah, and if you met his eye, then he could uh, induce a trance in you where you yep. would... I think it would last 30 seconds in reality, but mm. within within the illusion he was creating in your mind, it could it could feel for as, like it was as long as he wanted. Man, how and many... He, he would construct these elaborate revenge scenarios and then the world would shatter and he would be like, just one minute, that was all bullshit. Man, imagine like how many anime characters have that power. Just for a second, like, just think how many must have that power. Anyway. All right. Yeah, because I see them everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Get backers. It's fine. <laughs> that is the most accurate way to describe get backers. <laughs> it's fine. So we're thinking... Either teleportation or illusions. One of the two. Or weird paralysis stuff. Yeah. Or like, yeah, some weird bullshit. How do you kill someone if they make it so you can't move? Well. Did he shoot her? No. Okay. He didn't shoot her with his trigun? No. He didn't stampede all over her? Okay, he did kind of stampede all over her. I will give it that. It was more like... She realised she'd lost, and then he was like, you know... How? How did she realise she lost? Well, the distraction was, 
if uh, you get caught into the trance that the eye caused. Was he wearing mirrored shades? No, but he was wearing glasses. <laughs> uh, no, he basically just distracted himself so that it wouldn't distract him in the first place and then was like, yeah, yeah. you've lost. I already hypnotized myself. Yeah, it was like a Derby loss where it's like, you know you've lost, give up now. Okay. Fine. That was it. I'm out. Yep. It was good. It was good. Philosophical. Mm. Dio walks away. Very sensually, might I add. Whole horse, crushed by the weight of Dio's amazing moving power, <laughs> falls not quite to his knees. More to his toes. He basically falls to his ankles. Yeah. Where he's, you know, he's crouched, but and his knees are forward, but they aren't on the ground. He looks like a great nude model. Mm, fully sure. clothed and exceptional muscular form. <laughs> because... I mean, that's whole horse for you. Yeah. Amazing mullet. Oh, 10 out of 10. And he's like, I didn't even see him move. What? How can I fight that? No, that's that's, that's some crazy bullshit. <laughs> I understand, Dio Sama. I'm, or Lord Dio. Wow. Wow, you've become everything you most hate. Well, no, because that has specific connotations. I guess. I guess. So, Lord Dio, yeah. Yeah. Because previously he was like, I hadn't sworn loyalty to you, and now he's using of the highest honorific that I'm aware of. There's more honorific. There probably is for, like, royalty Ooh. or whatever. Um, Dio King. Sure. <laughs> That's um, when Dio fuses with, I don't know, some other antagonist. And they... King Crimson? We're not getting into King Crimson. Is that a real thing? I don't know, man. Ah, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> the listeners know if the, what I'm talking about if it is, though. Ah, oh, shit. Ah, oh, shit. I have no choice but to follow you, Dio. I've lost completely. Cut to the OP. But, but, uh, Nick, but, we are uh, only up to the OP. Oh, my God. How long have we been recording? For? Oh, my God. Okay. Don't worry, not much else actually happens this so, episode. Yeah. Whole horse gets off a flight from Aswan. Why, what happened in Aswan, I hear you ask? Yeah, what did happen in Aswan? Why, that was where uh, they fought, well, fought, inverted commas, uh, Oingo and Boingo. Oh, that's interesting. Before I remembered what was going on, I was like, hang on, the timeline of this is weird because Whole Horse was just in Cairo speaking to Dio and now he's getting off a plane to Cairo. What's up with that? Yeah. But no, he'd, he'd gone back there to, as we learn, collect Boingo and then come back. So he gets off the plane. He's got a suitcase. Walks over to a taxi. And then these punks, these classic JoJo's Bizarre Adventure punks, are like, whoops, sorry, I got here first. Sorry, man. Was this your cab? Well, it's my cab now. And whole, <laughs> whole horse shoots off his These ear. guys look like such douches. I mean, they look, they are douchebags. One of so, them has like a big crazy moustache and the other has sunglasses. And they ha- One of them has a mohawk. Classic 80s punks. Yeah. So yeah, as you said, whole horse just shoots him in the head with his it's... invisible mind gun. Yeah, right with the ear, just straight off. That guy's screaming and his friend is cradling his head as he slowly bleeds out on the tarmac. It's like, bro, what the hell? He's like, <laughs> all right, taxi, let's go. Yep. Slams his suitcase into the back seat. Taxi driver's like, yep, fine. <laughs> We're going. It's fine. And they start driving away. Now we know that... Non-stand users can't see stands. Yes. Can they hear them? Did a gunshot just ring out at the airport? Oh, that's a good question. Because we do know that people do get affected by stands. Mm. So even though they can't see... Yeah, I reckon maybe a gunshot has rung out. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Or has it? Or has it? The taxi driver sure didn't seem to care. Yeah, maybe it hasn't. Maybe this guy's only just like... He thinks his ear has been ripped off. Spontaneously pshewed. Yeah, maybe. Whole horse opens up, well, he, he, he lifts up the suitcase he's holding in the in the cab, and he says, I'm going to open the trunk. Don't let, don't let the light hurt your eyes. And the taxi driver's like, what? Uh, I wasn't talking to you, asshole. Keep your eyes on the road. It's Boingo in the suitcase. He's trussed up like a, a summer ham. He's got a... <laughs> like a summer ham. Tape over his mouth. 
He's like, Boingo, I didn't want to put you in the suitcase, but you wouldn't cooperate. You made me do this. Don't be a baby. Uh, you took me from the fucking... Literal kidnapping. Literal kidnapping. Oh, you wanted me to check how old Boingo was. Yes, yes. Because I literally went, hang on, how old is this poor, poor child that's been literally kidnapped, stuffed into a suitcase, put on a plane, and forced to work for Whole Horse? You know, it doesn't say on the JoJo's, JoJo wiki. Uh, it's these questions that... Unestablished. So based on his physique, and what we know about what people look like at certain ages in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure... He's probably three years old. <laughs> well, no, because we saw Polar Ref when he was three years old. Oh, yeah, true. So he's probably... Twelve? Yeah, eight to, tw- eight to twelve. Yeah, somewhere in that ballpark. Mm. Yes. So he's in this suitcase. He's just sort of like... Trussed up like a, a summer ham. Uh, with a tape over his mouth. And Whole Horse holds him up and goes, Okay, look here, buddy. You're going to work for me. With that book of yours and this gun of mine. <laughs> we can do anything. Your, bro- your brother's stuck in hospital for a bit because things didn't go his way. I don't know what that's about. But I can do it. I'm Whole Horse. We'll be a great pair. Yeah. You're an introvert who won't talk to strangers. I'm a... Crazy cowboy man. Don't you want to avenge your brother? Let's do this thing. Classic combination. Don't You don't want to grow up to be a coward like me, whole horse. <laughs> so uh, he goes, okay. I'm going to untie you now. You're not going to scream or cry. Mm. Good. Undoes the um the ropes. And then he undoes the, the tape. Because you think he would either undo the ropes and let him take off the tape. Nah, man. Or do it vice versa. Now he's holding him up. As one would hold a baby. Yeah. Which, to be fair, he does have that sort of height for it. Mm. Slash whole horse, like all characters in JoJo's, are the size of trains. Yes. <laughs> so he's just holding him up and going, all right, I'm going to take the tape off. Takes the tape off, and then Boingo just pukes just all over A him. lot of puke just... all over his lap, and the taxi driver's like, are you throwing up back there, sir? And whole horse's eyes go dark black. Not even the usual, like, low-budget dark black. There are, like, strained lines coming out of the voids. Ah, I see you got a bit airsick, did you? Well, that's okay, I guess. I can just tear off this suit and have an identical one underneath. Ah, I didn't want to replace this suit, but hey, I'm whole horse. I'm the best number two around. Of course I have a spare suit. We'll fly back to India. (laughs) Go to that... That great tailor. That Jodoro went to. Oh, God. After the car burnt up his jacket. And only his jacket. Yep. Then we get a cutaway to the perspective of Toth or Thoth. Hoth. I'm Boingo. God, it begins. This is Whole Horse. He's a mean and a jerk. He kidnapped me. Hey. I'm scared, but I'm going to avenge my brother and work with Whole Horse. So I worked up the courage and we, we're, we've been paired together. I can't remember that, what That's what the book says. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> then Whole Horse basically keeps talking. <laughs> we're scared to get close to them, but your book is always right. Is that what I've heard? I'm going to trust those rumours. Is it 100%? It's 100%. Down out of down. Is a hundred percent. Yeah, sure. You can trust me. I'm Boingo. I'm Boingo, eh? Hey, get did, out of the way, son. I, I did notice he does have a speech tick in this episode where he keeps saying, or in Japanese, he keeps saying hi. So yeah. he keeps going, they've appended yes to the end of a lot of his sentences. He does a lot of stuttering. Yeah. Partially because he's terrified of Whole Horse, <laughs> yeah. who just kidnapped him. <laughs> Cut to the Cairo outskirts. So, Whole Horse is there going, all right, listen here. Your book is always a hundred percent correct, right? Boingo is cowering under a shrub, <laughs> just clutching the stem, lying on the floor, being like, yeah, 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 it's always 100% right, Mr. Whole Horse, sir. We'll see about that. Hey, look, some stuff's appeared on the page. Yeah. Whole Horse and Boingo were on the outskirts of Cairo. 
A pretty lady walked past. Holhor's jump kicked her. What? She was so happy he gave her some jewels. Yay, we're rich. Boingo, I don't care what you say. This is bullshit. This is crazy. This doesn't make any sense. The predictions are always right, says Boingo. Why would I kick a woman, Boingo? Why would I kick we a woman? We see a beautiful woman and a, a menacing looking man walk by and that menacing katakana is flowing freely for reasons I don't quite understand. <laughs> They know what must be done. So the just... horse is all. No one's nicer to women than me. I have girlfriends all over the world. I respect them. I might lie, but I'd never hit them. That's a standard, I guess. Sure. Yeah, that's that's better than nothing. Taking a school from the Derby train of relationships. It's okay to lie and cheat, but never hit. I mean that. Yeah. No. That's that's understandable. <laughs> It doesn't models. matter if they're beautiful or ugly. I respect all women. I'd never hit one, even if you paid me. Boingo continued to assist, insist that they're 100% oh. correct. Yes. Uh, so this woman just walks on by. Yep. Whole horse looks at them. It's fine. You know, he goes hmm. glowering at Boingo some. Then he, look, he just glances back and we get a close up on his eye. It sort of narrows. And then opens in shock. And then he realises what must be done. And he runs at this woman, leaps into the air, and does a spinning roundhouse kick into the back of her shoulder blades. And she slams into the dirt. And that dude's like, what the hell, man? Boingo there is just going, I see you've learned. Yeah, the predictions are always correct. Always trust fate. And we see in the shawl she was wearing, which has sort of come loose, Mm -hmm. that there there, there was now the crushed carapace of a scorpion with various scorpion juices. Spread around it. Scorpion you know, juices. What you get when you juice a scorpion. Yeah, like blood and gunk. Blood? And, yeah. Do insects have blood? Sure. They have fluid that can count they do as have blood. fluid. Yeah. There you go. Fluid is blood. The man is like, there was a scorpion in her collar. I, I assume she's just down for the count for the next couple of lines. Yeah. Yeah, more or less. It's a highly venomous species. You must have seen it before it crawled into her clothes. It would have stung her. Now, you raise the question... Of whether he actually saw it. Yes. Or whether he was like, fuck it, I'm going to do what the book says and see what happens. Yeah, because fate, that's how it works. I think based on the close-up we had on his eyes Mm. and his protestations that even if you paid him, which was the scenario that was promised, Mm. he wouldn't hit a woman. Yeah. I think based on that, he has to have seen it. I don't know. I feel like maybe he just went, I mean, the book says it. But he doesn't... It goes against his principles. But the book said it. So? So fate had to happen he somehow. Doesn't, he doesn't necessarily believe in that yet. That's the whole point of this scene. Yeah, but maybe at that moment it just clicks that he just goes, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to mm. hit her. Why not? I think he has to have seen oh, it. Oh, okay. All right. And they're like, you saved my life. Have this valuable jeweled necklace. And we get a close-up of Whole Horse and Boingo with Boingo a Boingo still line. under the shrub. Yeah. As Whole Horse goes, you brilliant bastard. <laughs> We're an invincible duo. Has anyone ever said that to you before, Boingo? I doubt it. And then we get the mid-shot thing, the yeah. mid-frame. Title card, Thoth, it's got some stats. It's got stat A and everything else is shit. Like, I wouldn't have that stand. I'd hardly take that stand to battle. That's terrible. All right. <laughs> Look, it's a terrible Beyblade. Meanwhile, with the protagonists, you remember them? They're also still on this yeah, show. That's right. So they're currently hanging out in the Cairo market. Yeah, uh, Polarifius up a ladder talking to a guy working on roofs. He goes, in all my 40 years of working on roofs, I ain't never seen that one. Yeah, I've been working on roofs for 40 years, and I've never seen a roof like this. I can tell with my roofer's expertise that it looks like it was built over 100 years ago. Uh, So it's probably to the south. You see, 
The further south a building is in Cairo, generally the older it is. Is this a true fact? I have no idea. I want it to be true. I really do. It has to be true. If it was true at the time, it could have very easily changed since then, what with redevelopments and all that. Mm. Unless they're heritage listed, if that's the thing they have in Egypt. I mean, you hope it is. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm redeveloping the pyramids and building a parking structure. <laughs> There's so much oil under there, we just need to get at it. Down with the pyramids. <laughs> Up with sphinxes. You know why the sphinx nose fell off? Because it smelled oil. Sure. And it was guiding us to it. Joseph just gets off the phone with Japan and he gives us sort of a timeline update. Yeah. So Holly's not doing too great. She's a bit poorly. She only has, what, three or four days? That's what he says. Mm, not so good. Mm, everyone's like, her, Holly, we're here to save her and or have sex with her. No, Kakuin's not here. Yeah, Kakuin's not here. <laughs> so you better hurry the fuck up, guys. Joseph monologues a bit. I can feel it. Dio's nearby. He's hiding, but he's close. If we keep asking people, we'll find him. Anyway, let's keep going. And we're away. Whole horse is around the corner watching them. <laughs> Those motherfuckers don't even know I'm here. He's, I, I quite like his little self-aware moment. He's like, we meet again, you familiar faces, or something like that. Yep. Uh, Boingo is hiding under a box. Sort of a fruit crate sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, out of sight, out of mind. Mm. He lifts it up and looks at Hull Horse and is like, predictions are always true. As Hull Horse says, I can't believe your new prediction, it's ridiculous. And slams his... He slams the box shut again. And Boingo's fingers are trapped outside. Have you ever cut your fingers slammed in something? I have, I have, yeah. It's not a pleasant sensation. Yeah, it's not. So, the prediction is ludicrous. Yeah. Truly ludicrous. I took some notes of it, it's not an exact quote. But it basically, it's Hull Horse repeating what he just said. I finally found you. I'm, you're getting closer, but I've got you now, thought Whole Horse. I'll avenge my brother. Don't use the emperor in the marketplace, said Boingo, angrily. <laughs> Stick your fingers up Polnareff's nose. Then everyone will be bleeding out cold, and you'll have your chance to kill them. I feel like there are a couple of steps missing. Yeah, there. yeah, there's, there was a point there where it made sense, and then it didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the point where it stopped making sense was after everything we've already seen. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Why, to get close enough to stick my fingers up Polnareff's nose, I would be close enough that I could just shoot him with the Emperor. Uh, yeah, but don't do that because you shouldn't go against fate, you yeah, fool. my brother went against fate. Oh, uh, do you remember the Boingo voice I was doing before, <laughs> previous episode? Uh, my brother went against oh. fate. <laughs> And he transformed himself into Jotaro without thinking to save himself. He should have trusted the comic and Jotaro would have died. Mm, that's how fate works. Mm, yep, sure. Mm. Which, as we know, is a real thing in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. No, destiny's a real thing. Oh. Fate, however, it's just a mechanic. Same difference. Yeah, all right. So they look, he looks back and <gasps> Polnareff's gone. And Boingo hurriedly scuttles back under his box. Um, so Whole Horse just kind of peeks around the corner. Then we just get a shot of just... Silver Chariot's rapier holding itself up to his neck. Oh, he's he's behind me. Moving, I'll put a hole in you. Polnareff, you know, he gets into a lot of goofy situations. Legitimately pretty cool in this scene. Yeah, he's alright. Whole Horse kind of starts backing away from the wall. Tries to pull the Emperor out. But no. Whole Horse just... Chariot slams him in the back with the butt of his sword and pins him against the wall. So there's no way he's going to shoot him now. Don't try anything funny. Keep your hands where I can see him. I saw someone stalking us like a hyena. Whole horse, haven't you learnt your lesson, you piece of shit? <laughs> You're lucky Avdol's alive. You really fucked us up in India. And also when we saw you since then. Which I think was in Pakistan? Uh, yes. Alright, you're lucky Abdos alive or I would have killed you as soon as I saw you. Now you wouldn't be here alone, Whole Horse, because you're a coward. That doesn't sound like something Whole Horse so would do. So there's someone else nearby. No, there's no one else here. And Hull's like, he hasn't noticed Boingo yet. 
So Boingo is still hiding under this crate. He sort of propped it up with the book. With his fingers and the edge of the book. No, no, his fingers are out, but the book oh, is yes, right. Yeah. right. So he's kind of like slammed the box down, but the book is on like the corner. Mm. So his fingers are poking through yeah, right. ever so slightly. You're not scary in your own hole, but you have a talent for discovering other people's talent. You'd make the perfect middle manager. <laughs> You'd be right there in a Dilbert comic. Together you can become strong. So where's the other guy? And we see Whole Horse is like, if he finds those fingers, we're fucked. We are definitely screwed because he's a useless piece of shit without that book. Menacing Katakana, blah, blah, blah. So then Polnareff grabs his hand, puts it behind his back. He goes, now look here, you're going to point out where this other guy is. Oh, and we've had all these cutaways to close-ups on Boingo's flat face in the box (laughs) being like, believe in fate, Whole Horse. Stick your fingers up his nose. You have to do it. Eat the pennies, whole horse. Destiny demands it. (laughs) Not eating the pennies. Eat the pennies. (laughs) A crawling beetle leads whole horse's eyes down and sees the fingers under the box. Hey, there's someone under that box. Whole horse takes his opportunity as Polnareff is looking away. Because we've also had periodic cutaways to the other guys being like, Hey, Polnareff, are you over there? He stopped responding. Let's slowly walk over and check it out. Oh my god, I have to I have to take advantage of this quickly. Believe. Stick your fingers up his nose. Oh, yes. Okay. And he just rams his fingers up Polnareff's nose. <laughs> There's a long it's it's sort of a lot of slow-mo. I feel like there are a lot of color palette things <laughs> happening here, but I didn't As write they them down. Reach deeply into his nostrils. Raise. <laughs> Polnareff just says, uh, what the hell are you doing? Or more accurately, I guess. What the hell are you doing? Whole horse, what what is wrong with you? What I understand you have some weird tactics, but what? The book flashes back across the screen. Yay, everyone's bleeding out cold. Now's your chance to kill them all. Flash to Whole Horse's internal monologue. Okay, but when is that gonna happen? Uh, no offense, but we're missing a step. Polar says, What are you doing? And Whole Horse says, I have no idea. <laughs> I thought I knew. But, uh, mm, sorry, this is a bit awkward. Uh, mm. Here they come. They're just around the corner. What do I do? To be continued. God fucking damn it. <laughs> of course you had to end it there. So, Nick. Yep. Highlights and lowlights for this episode. Highlight for sure is when the woman hands over the jewels and we get that one shot of Whole Horse and Boingo just going, we're an invincible duo <laughs> now because it all clicks into place. Yeah. And you're like... Yeah, all right, the yeah. puzzle pieces are falling exactly, into place. Exactly. Checkmate. I just invented a great chess hack where you play it on a puzzle you're making as you go. <laughs> and you, <laughs> what? You, make the, you have to make the board and you can only move on places that have been oh, built. Oh, that'd be great. But it, it costs a turn to make a place. God, that'd be great. Night would be OP as shit. <laughs> highlight? My highlight is um, probably the climax of the shooting Dio stuff. Gives us a cool window into um, the potential power of Dio's mysterious stand. What could it be? And also Whole Horse sort of almost having a face turn and turning on Dio is pretty cool. Yeah. Even if it doesn't stick. Yeah. I mean, he did. He was going to kill him. But he then realised he was too powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Too powerful and too hot. My God. Those rippling abs. Nick Lowlights. Hmm. Hmm. Just the pacing of this episode has been a bit weird. Like the fact that... The 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 entire last bit is basically one drawn out. Okay, you have to do this thing, mm. but how long until you do this thing? I definitely feel like if they hadn't opened with shooting shooting Dio, mm. um, this would have been a one episode thing. Yeah, probably. Uh, but you know, it's still good. It's still fun. Low light for you, Lee. 
Good question. Um, <laughs> That's not a valid answer. <laughs> I'm getting there. Okay, all right. You have to decide. It's destiny. Sure. For my low light, I'm going to say what whole horse looks like in Boingo's book. <laughs> He's creepy. Oh, my God. he got that warped nose. He has, like, the nose coming out. His hat is his eyes. His gun is just... What is even going on with his gun? Nick, I want to circle back. Yeah. Before we get to our next segment. Because mm-hmm. we have, of course, neglected to mention that we've had the sequel to the Oingo Boingo theme song. Oh, Jesus Which is, of course, the yep. whole horse Boingo theme song. Oh, which was the second verse I clumsily alluded to in the, our previous reading. Oh, Christ. Can I believe it? Where is it? Just believe it. Whole horse Boingo combo. I'm whole horse and I'm a pistol user. My card represents the Emperor. I'm always second in a pair. I'm a shining star with a partner by my side. But am I really going to be okay with this kid? I'm Boingo. I prophesize with comics. Even though I'm really shy, I'm going to be courageous now. I got to avenge my big bro. The predictions in my comic are 100% true. That's to say. That's that's to to say. say. Everything will go our way. Right. It's so crazy I can hardly believe it. The prophecy written in the book is absolute and is always up to fate. If we act according to the prophecy... Everything will go great. I really believe in you. Whole Whole horse boingo Boingo combo. combo. Just believe in me, alright? Okay, I believe in you. Whole horse boingo combo. This thing known as fate is something you can never ever really know for sure. Right here. Right here. In my cheek for some reason. Right in the cheek. That's where fate lives. That's true. Yeah. Well, actually, no, fate lives in the three birthmarks on your ear. Shit, touche. <laughs> what a terrifying comic. <laughs> like, holy crap. It just never ends, you know? Wait, do you mean by terrifying comic, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or Thoth? Thoth. Okay. My God, Thoth. So, so Nick, I want to ask you. Yep. Oh, I, th- I, I, I know I, where this I is going. I remarked as much at the end of the episode that this is going to be a bit of a doozy. Oh, okay. What yep. do you think is going to happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Crusaders Season 2 Battle in Egypt in the episode entitled Whole Horse and Boingo Part 2? Is there no tagline? It's Whole Horse and Boingo Part 2. <sighs> okay. Here's my prediction of the prediction that is being predicted. I reckon... Thoth says they're all going to be knocked out cold and this is chance. But they've cleverly neglected the next bit, where something will happen to stop Whole Horse from being able to kill them. Okay, but how do you think they're going to be knocked out cold? Hmm, I'm trying to figure that out. It could be... What if, like, another stand user just shows up and knocks them out all cold and the Whole Horse goes, Hey! Hey, it's me, I'm Horace! Get fucked, everyone! Yeah, and then Whole Horse is like, Hey, screw you! This is my kill! And then just goes to cold. (laughs) And then Whole Horse shoots that guy. Exactly. (laughs) Thereby squandering his chance to kill the protagonist. Exactly. And then they all wake up and go, Wow, Whole Horse, you're a dick! Well, Whole Horse, you killed an enemy stand user. You must be on our side now. Want to help us kill Dio? Uh, no. No, I tried that. Didn't really go my way. Yeah, a bit terrible. Of them. I'm out later. <laughs> or it could be something really stupid, like he sees the next page emerging and goes, hey, hang on a minute, it's my chance to kill him, but I meant to just run away because I'm scared. I'm not scared. I'm not a coward, right? And Jodoroy stands up and breaks his neck. Pretty much. Yeah, I don't think he's going to die, though. I think he's just going to run away again. Right. As must always happen. Uh, meanwhile, Boing... Actually, what if Boingo is the cause of the problem? Ah. So he tries to be courageous... And, gets, and he gets up, himself in trouble. Exactly. He gets in the way. He runs over to bash in 
Avatar's skull with a rock. Oh, no. Boingo, you fool. Let the whole horse do it. Yeah. Yeah, so I reckon it's just that little bit of fate that's been left out that's going to get in the way. Mm. That and, ma- that, I mean, given what the stand is, yep. that makes sense. Given what happened last episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yep. Okay. So that brings us to the end of the... Uh, the main show. Yeah, the main show. Hello and welcome to uh, JoJo's After Ep. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure After Dark. Ooh. Today's question, which Stardust Crusader do you want to fuck? <laughs> uh, you're all wrong. The correct answer is Dio. I'm sorry, the correct answer is Iggy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nick, I've got some listener correspondence I want to share with you. <laughs> All right. I'm Kane. Uh, this email, entitled Shout Out to Nick and the Stardust Crusaders dub, comes from Risky Adipranata. Nice. That's a good name. Hey, guys. Just writing in to tell you how much I've enjoyed the so- show so far, especially since we're now deep in part three anime. We are deep in part three. Waist deep. First of all, I just want to give Nick and his predictions on next episode <laughs> some props since they've been on point. <laughs> Have they? Have they really been on point, though? Just off the top of my head, he was right about Anubis having no user. Mm-hmm. He sort of guessed Mariah's gimmick was about attraction. Yeah. And now he's mostly right about how Jotaro will beat Darby. Pretty good for a series that can get as crazy as Jojo. What can I say? I'm just a fucked up guy. Secondly, have you guys been keeping up with the Stardust Crusaders dub that has finally come out? They're... No. <laughs> they're Shocking up, from they're me. They're up to episode nine now, and they have translated the Rero Rero moment perfectly, among others. Excellent. Anyway, keep up the good work, guys. Thank you, Risky. Yeah. Um, that is a good pr- name. Props to Nick for, for being a broken clock that's right twice a day. Hey, how you going? To be fair, you've got a lot of variables you've got to keep track of. <laughs> I mean, for one thing, it's a bizarre adventure. you got to always keep that in mind. Mu- Hang on, this is Nick's tip for how to predict. How to survive a bizarre adventure. How to survive a bizarre adventure. Survive. Uh, you're always going to remember it's a bizarre adventure. you got to adapt to the bizarreness. If mm-hmm. you can't bizarre, you can't bizarre. That's rule number one of Jojo's Bazaar. If you can't handle the bizarre, get out of the bazaar. Exactly. With your friend Bazaar. <laughs> Oi, Bazaar, what's bizarre about this bazaar? Don't know, mate. Anyway, yep. um, I have not been keeping up with the Stardust Crusaders dub. Um, I should check it out to do my due, due diligence. But uh, I think I've remarked before, I'm, I'm just disappointed in the, the more serious shift in vocal direction they mm, took. Mm. I mean, half of the joy of JoJo's is the ridiculousness. Yeah, well, half of the joy of it was Dub Speedwagon. <laughs> this is true. All right. Um, thank you for that email. Uh, if you want to correspond with us, you can reach us at jojospodcast at gmail.com or jojospodcast on Twitter. Uh, our theme music is Jojo Wave by Milk Juice. That's M-I-L-K-J-O-O-C-E. That's me. Available at uh, milkjuice.bandcamp.com. Com. And I believe Nick has recently uploaded another JoJo song there. I have. It's not really JoJo theme. I just had like this really old song that I just wanted to do something with. And I was like, man, I should just make a hype intro with Joseph in it. Was this the Egypt one? It is the Egypt one. Yeah, it's sort of an Egypt uh, retrofitted to be JoJo. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's decent. It's fine. Oh, it's good. I it's, like it. Yeah, all right. Okay. High praise. High praise. <laughs> I'm not a big music guy, as you know. It's the next best song. <laughs> Also, if you want to support the show, you can reach us at our Patreon, uh, which we patreon.com slash Jojo's World. I'm actually just going to look it up because we have, there are multiple Jojo's named Patreons, which is really odd. Uh, you can reach us at patreon.com slash Jojo's World. Yep, that's what I there's, said. There's no apostrophe. It's just <laughs> Jojo's World. Jojo's World. Now, we are just fine tuning um, 
the way that our various rewards are being handled over the next few weeks. Uh, honestly, I am hugely pleasantly surprised by the response we've had. I'm I think that's a minor understatement. So grateful to our supporters. Um, we didn't think we would get more than like three people. So, yeah. uh, so thank you. Thank you so much. You are the best, pretty much. <laughs> Based on the discussion we had before the show today, we expect Nick to be in contact with our various patrons in the near future mm-hmm. via Patreon's features yep. to um, provide an, an estimated date where various people should be receiving their shout-outs, but that is, not ne- that is not set in stone. Who knows what could happen, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as for um, our bonus episodes, we ex- we're planning to record our first one tomorrow to have it out by the end of the month, uh, and then in future ones we will start incorporating the ability for the higher tiers to influence the content of those. Yeah, so polls or some kind polls, of Polls, submission boxes, depending on what the functionality is. We're yeah. looking into this because, honestly, we didn't have to expect to do that so soon. Yeah. <laughs> Thank we, you so much. We were just like, oh, yeah, someone might donate, like, a dollar. That'll be fine. And then, oh, dear. <laughs> and to reiterate to our core listeners who maybe can't support us at the moment, beyond the shout-outs and a short hey, support us on Patreon at the end of an episode. We don't expect it to inflict on the core structure of the show. Yeah, it'll just be like, this is supported by this person, and then that's it. That's mm-hmm. as much as you have to care. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that brings us to the end of the episode. And all I guess I have to say is, until next time... To, to be, be continued. continued. <laughs> yeah, yeah.